Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our toll-free number, same as it is every weekend, it's 800 800- 823-8255. Good morning. I am Ron Wilson, your personal yard boy, talking about yardening as we uh, work our way through October. And as I promised, frog jam, frog jam. It's time for Are You Herbally Experienced? With our CCP, CMH, Appalachian Herbal Scholar, Maker of Strange Potions, Frog Jam, and Part-Time Witch... Doctor, which is appropriate. Doctor, uh, author, local TV cooking and herbal expert, the original Barefoot Gardener, Rita Nader Heikenfeld. <laughs> Sit down. Wow. Jeezel. Wow. Gets louder every Saturday. Well, they're lining up at the door for Mr. Wilson's show, I understand. Well, to hear from you is what they're lining up for. <laughs> and, of course, they were hoping they were going to get samples of frog jam. Wow, what I'll tell you, just this time of year with Halloween coming up and Eye of Newt, and then there's Frog Jam. Frog Jam. <laughs> I think you like this recipe. I, I like the recipe, and Dan's eating his Frog Jam on Ritz crackers, because everything's good on a Ritz. Yes, that would be your, your favorite, wouldn't it? Well, not really. I do like Ritz. I do, but I, I'm more of a... Uh, You're savory. I do like the savories. I haven't had those in a long time. Uh, I do like Triscuits, the thin ones. Oh, those are good. Yeah. I don't know if those would go with frog jam. Probably though. not, but the Ritz, mm. I mean, everything mm-hmm. goes with the Ritz. Yep, that sh- mm. sure does. Good cracker. Good cracker. Who did that? I don't know. Andy Griffith. Oh, my gosh. Remember he did the old Ritz commercials? Everything tastes good on a Ritz. I don't remember him. I remember him from Mayberry. Good cracker. Yeah. <laughs> so, frog jam, you got everybody on their edge of their seats. Mm-hmm. Frog jam, that's our word of the day today, by the way. <laughs> then when you said that, I thought, I knew that was just going to go over well with you, with your <laughs> somewhat weird, or should I say, um, unique personality? Un- unique. <clears throat> okay. Let's, let's make it go. unique. Yeah. Okay. Frog jam, but Dan likes it. He likes the, uh, you know what he likes in there? Because he's a little under the weather right now. Oh, yeah? Uh, he's got a little bit of bronchitis. He's doing all the steroids and all that stuff. Is the ginger. Yeah, the ginger is such a healing. See, I said as soon as root. Rita gets on, gets on here, she's going to say the reason he likes is because the ginger is so good for him. Well, and there's lemon juice and orange juice, vitamin C. And it's funny because figs, um, and by the way, the little figalicious, uh, yes. it's doing well. Good. She's doing very well. Um, and I told you that my fig harvest is not really a harvest from the different fig trees I have. Um, wasn't that large this year. The figs were uh, much smaller but really, really sweet. So what I have been doing is just as they ripen, I've been putting them in the fridge and freezer. So when I had enough to make this jam, which is four cups, I made a batch of frog jam. And it's got figs and raspberries, lemon juice, orange, um, and ginger root. So the F is the figs, R, raspberries, O, orange, and G for ginger. But it's sort of, as I said, a cult jam, really trendy and good, like on a charcuterie tray. And On a um, what? It likes meat and cheese oh, in your Oh, okay. World. Yes, I got it now. Yes, got it. 
But anyway, it's just a fun jam. Um, it's not a jam that you would smear every day on your scone, but it's sort of a specialty jam. And On a scone? Yes. Every day? No, I said it wouldn't be. Oh, okay. Well, no, I, I thought you meant be. like I eat a scone every day. Oh. <laughs> I like scones. I do, too. They're very good. But anyway, it's a fun jam to make, especially because figs in season, at least around here, this is the time of year they're in season. So, mm-hmm. And figs on their own are, are just naturally so sweet. So I thought that might be a fun recipe to share. So I'm glad I was able to do it. And it's fun to say. Frog jam. Yeah. <laughs> and Dan said he likes that little bit of a hot flavor which obviously comes from the ginger. Yeah, yeah. Ginger is sort of a sweet, hot um, rhizome. And by the way, my ginger root that I potted up about a month or so ago has sprouted, and she's about four inches tall. So that sh- I'll be bringing she, her in for the winter. Just because so. it's a ginger? Mm-hmm. Ginger or Marianne? Who do I like better? <laughs> that was always the question. Ginger or Marianne? I don't remember. Was Marianne the, the celebrity? Marianne was the kind of the... Tomboy kind of one. Oh, from, yeah, yeah. She Ginger was the actress. Be, yeah, yeah. I would probably be more in tune yeah, with her. Be, oh, yeah. She'd be more fun to hang out with. Yeah. Well, yeah. you never know. But anyway, um, so Frog Jam it is for this week. Frog Jam. <laughs> Sorry. I just think it's we great. We won't be able to talk about anything else. You know that Well, you, you know, uh, you were talking about your Figalicious. Yes. And one thing I wanted to mention last week is I looked at that Figalicious plant. It's a single stem. And it's about what? About uh, 15 inches high. Mm-hmm. Most of the foliage at the top. Yes, yes. And starting to come out a little bit at the bottom. Mm-hmm. I personally would take that and cut that in half. You mean and, and then um, propagate and, the yeah, stem? Yeah, well, you, you could try to root that top piece so oh. you have two. But I'm looking to create a branching structure mm-hmm. and so that when you know it has multiple branches coming out all the way around so that you eventually have this shrub-looking dwarf fig in a container that mm-hmm. will also produce a lot more because you have so many multiple stems. And more attractive, too. And and better looking. So mm-hmm. yeah, And I, I was looking at it as far as the uh, fruit production because the more stems, the more fruit. Right, yeah, and, good idea. And, and really that's what we're looking for in our area where figs you know die back a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. Chicago Hardy's is zone six. Uh, we are zone six, but you know, get a tough winter and it will die back. But you're looking for it, – it's a, really to have a multi-stemmed shrub form with lots of figs in that shrub. Well, that's what it boils down to. It's funny because um, my aunts and a lot of my people grew figs in their backyard, and a lot of Middle Eastern Mediterranean people do. And and my uh, Indian friend, Trisette, who's from Sri Lanka, they propagate their own fig trees. They've got a lot of them. But um, it's funny because they're not hard to grow, and you're the one who gave me my very first fig tree. I did. Yes, years and years ago. Do you remember the one I the very first one I ever grew was a um, black uh, the uh, brown the, turkey or no it was the mission oh the mission figs those yeah are those light colored ones those are yeah. lovely really sweet and I grew yeah. that thing in a container for about five <laughs> or six years and it was probably four feet high and wide and I always got at uh, two or three dozen of figs off of it every year did you have that at the at at work yeah right Is remember that the I had, one? Oh, yeah that, sitting I down by the yeah. landscape office yeah yeah and it got to a point <laughs> where it's so root bound I had to finally pull it was in a twenty five gallon tub pull it out of there and snip some of the roots cut it back a little bit mm-hmm. and open it back up again and I gave it to somebody I gave it to I think the minister at my mom's church or something and. Uh, he was from down south, and uh, he grew up for several years, and I, I don't know what happened to it. But anyway. Yeah, they're long-lived. I know that. Yeah. 
So, yeah, it's so easy to grow in containers. Mm-hmm. And so easy to overwinter if you're willing to take the time to either put them in an unheated garage or shed or actually wrap them up in insulation and and they'll overwinter outside. So. Yep, they do. And Miss, I told you my friend down the road, Bob, his, his is about seven feet tall, and his is next to um, a wall, an outside wall in their home. Mm-hmm. And it just grew like crazy. So, and well, Loves that just, reflected heat. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I told him his is sort of straight up, too, and I told him what you just said was to, um, you know, prune it so that it, it branches out more. Yeah, so yeah, and that's what you're looking for. You're not looking for a tree. You're looking for a big, because you aren't going to get a tree. Get mm-hmm. that get that multi-stemmed shrub look. So, yeah, so we have to you have to keep us posted on your Figalicious. Yes, I will. I and will. That would be Figalicious Frog Jam. <laughs> yes, one of bears. Figalicious Frog Jam. By the way, Halloween <clears throat> is, uh, what, about three weeks away now? Yes, it is, are you and start- I'm getting ready. I was going to say, are you starting to gear up? I am. I've got a frog in my throat now. Hmm. Wow. Wow. You're so quick at producing those two. It's what scares us because if we say the wrong thing, you turn us into a frog. <laughs> you never know this time of year. My powers are pretty strong. <laughs> you know, I've honed them over these centuries. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say anything else no, other than the fact that we're going to take a break. And while we take a break, you can take a drink of one of your potions okay. to get that frog out of your throat. Sounds good. All right, we'll take a quick break. We come back, continue on with Rita Heikenfeld here in the garden with Ron Wilson. Green thumb or not, Ron can help at 1-800-823-TALK. This is In the Garden with Ron Wilson. Welcome back. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson. Time for uh, part two of the Rita Nader Heikenfeld Herbal Experience. Don't forget, you can find out about Frog Jam. Frog Jam on our (laughs) website at ronwilsononline.com. Frog Jam. Frog Jam. Or on Rita's uh, website at abouteating.com. Frog Jam. How's that? Now, do I sound better? Yes. So what did you do with the frog? Well, the frog is gone. I'm drinking a little bit of eucalyptus tea. And when you were talking about unkers, you know they have eucalyptus in there. It's a lovely plant and very, very healing. And it sort of opens up your sinuses, too. Sort of? What? Sort of? It does open up my sinus. Yeah. I mean, I I spray, you know, I come in here and everybody knows I'm here because I spray unkers in this studio. Well, you know, it's good for... um, Bug bites and stings, too. Those yellow jackets have been loving me this year. And, wow, several times I've had to run in the house. Of course, you know why, right? I'm afraid to ask. Because they're after the sweets right now. Is that right? <laughs> oh, okay. You're back in the will, Mr. Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, they're after all the sweets. So Yeah, they are. They do. They're they're desperate to, to get ready for winter, just like the rest well, of they're us. They're feeding the queens. Yes. Oh. Getting those queens ready for the mm-hmm. winter, because they all die. I know, and the just queen think about that. around. They're out, they're out gathering up all the sugar and all the sweet stuff to bring back to feed the queens, mm-hmm. because they, the workers, are going to die as soon as it gets frosted, and the queens live through the wintertime and then start this thing all over again. I know. It's, it's the queens I'm after. Yep. Well, you, yeah. Anyway, I'm so, mm-hmm. are you going to the old-time herb fair and harvest celebration this weekend? No, I'm not. We have some other things. Oh, okay. The one up in... Um, Adams County? Uh, the one that... Yeah, I was, up, I was involved in that for many, many years when Judy Lewis had the uh, Lewis Mountain. It's a lovely... Uh, it's a beautiful trip and always fun. 
Wheat Ridge Road. Yes. For anybody that's interested in going out today and to, it was yesterday, today and tomorrow, ten to five all three days. So yeah, and it's and the weather's been great, so that's always good. So it'll be a good trip. So talking with Rita Heikenfeld, of course, it's uh, are you herbally experienced? And the Frog Jam is our word of the day. And if you check out that recipe at abouteating.com or on our website at ronwilsononline.com, talk to me about fermented garlic in honey. Oh my gosh! Um, I heard you were giving Joe some hardneck garlic to plant. Yes, I did. Very good. Oh, my gosh. When you grow your own homemade garlic, you will be amazed at how fresh and juicy it is. So what I've done is I've harvested some of my garlic, and what you do is you peel it, you know, take the peels off, and put it in a jar. And then what you do, you pour raw, it has to be raw um, honey, which we have, just barely, just enough to cover the cloves, and you sort of stir them around, and then you cap it, but not real tight. And what happens is... Um, the honey and the garlic sort of work together to start to ferment. And what happens, and it takes, gosh, I've just started mine, I told you, I think yesterday, so it can take up to about a month. And what happens is the, the honey gets real liquidy um, because of the, the liquid in the garlic, and they scent each other, and it's just a great immune system little potion. So you can use it as a marinade for meats and such, but it's got some natural probiotics in it. So what I like to do is just every every morning just take a spoonful, and it's just so good for you because, it's again, you think of garlic and honey, and then the, uh, the garlic gets real soft in, in texture, so it's going to lose some of that spicy bite. For some reason, I'm having a hard time putting garlic in honey. Well, when you think of, like, some of the really great dishes, like when you think of roasted chicken, a lot of times now people are smushing garlic up with honey and some other herbs and, uh, you know, just pouring that on as it roasts. It's sort of a sweet, hot flavor. I know it, it sounds um, not normal, but then what's normal these then, days, Mr. Wilson? That's the setting on the dryer. Yes. <laughs> that's about it. So anyway, I will let you know as time progresses how it turns out. Fermented garlic in honey. Mm-hmm. So, and it takes several weeks for it to ferment. So uh, if you want to give it a try, get it started now, and it'll be ready for you uh, as you get closer to the holiday season. Yep, and during, you know, flu season and with still COVID still hanging around, it's always good to um, keep yourself healthy. Now, if we look in the herb garden right now, obviously, is, uh, and it's still staying warm out there, so oh, yeah. things are continuing to grow. But uh, as we start to look at other things, what are we looking at right now? Well, I'll tell you, the... Um, the perennial herbs, like the oregano and the thyme, the oregano has all gone to flower and started to seed out. And with this warm weather, I've seen new growth springing up from the soil. So, like you said, the warm weather just encourages more growth. So you need um, to cut those back, and you can cut them back down to about a third. And as I mentioned before, um, when you think of herbs like savory, especially savory and marjoram, which are sort of hard to find dry in the stores, and if you can find them, they're pretty expensive, start drying those. And you can dry them just by hanging them upside down in a low oven and a dehydrator until they're real crisp, and then you want to store them again in a cool, um, dark place away, of course, from heat and light. And you'll get the same benefit as a fresh herb, but you'll need a lot less because all the moisture's out. So take a look in the herb garden. Now the annual herbs like the, the basil, she's, 
just about already done. Mm-hmm. And um, I do save some seeds. I always let one go to seed, so I've got my seeds ready for next year. Um, and then the rest of the herb garden, I'm just leaving as is because I like I like the way it looks in the winter, and also it protects some, you know, gives some protection for wildlife. And if there's any seeds left or whatever, they can sort of munch on them. Don't you find that the, seems to be the trend the last two or three years? People uh, pushing more and more to just don't totally clean up the garden. Yeah, that's you different. know the perennials yeah. and things like that. Let them just kind of sit there over the winter. Clean them up in the springtime because you want to start off with a clean start in the spring. But kind of leave it there for some of the wildlife, some of the caterpillar larvae that will overwinter in that and the other wildlife that likes to overwinter or feed on the seed heads or whatever it may be, to kind of leave that there and then clean it up in the spring and then start out clean that way. That's what I do. And in in the spring, the chickweed's all over the place, so I get a double bonus. Eating chickweed. I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will talk about that when we get into the spring season. Yep. Yeah, we've got a long way to go, though. Yeah, we do. No doubt about it. Talking with Rita Nader Heikenfeld. Of course, her website is abouteating.com. Be sure and check it out. And of course, you'll find her recipes, frog jam, uh, (laughs) on our website at ronwilsononline.com. And uh, get yourself prepared. Halloween is about three weeks away. Got to get out those iron newts and get have Mr. Heikenfeld get that broom uh, tuned up so it's ready to fly. Well, you know, I've been trying to feed him some more mushrooms. I I had puffballs yesterday, yeah, and we had a nice little stew. So I sautéed some just in butter, not garlic, just plain butter, and I put one on his plate like a little slab. And he said, "What is this?" I said, "It's it's mushrooms," but I didn't tell him what kind. So he's tasting it, and he says, "Sort of strong," and I feel woozy. <laughs> and he was perfectly healthy. You by said, the "Shut way. up, keep eating." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Rita, I can felt always a pleasure. I'll talk to you soon, Mr. Wilson. All right. Rita Heikenfeld again, abouteating.com. Quick break. We come back. Phone lines are open for you. 800-823-8255. Here in the Garden with Ron Wilson. Landscaping made easier with your personal yard boy. He's in the Garden, and he's Ron Wilson. Welcome back. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson. Phone lines are open for you at 800-823-8255. Talking about yardening. And uh, before we talk with uh, spoke with Rita there, Frog Jam, uh, talking about stints and planting, uh, planting, putting out those naturalized plantings of spring flowering balls, which is a really cool thing today uh, to do and, and to see over time if you continue to let these things naturalize and you continue to add to them. What a great show in the spring. And, of course, some of the... Uh, um, huge estates uh, over in uh, Holland and all that have done this over the years. Uh, just absolutely gorgeous. But you can do the same thing in your own yard and garden, around trees, uh, edge of the woods, in your lawn if you want to, and in your landscape beds as well. You can learn more about it at flowerbulbs.com. But I also look at uh, some of those plants that are used and recommended for uh, planting. also are recommended for planting for early fall or early spring uh, nectar and food for a lot of the pollinators. And so it kind of, they kind of go hand in hand. Uh, anemones, grape hyacinths, crocus, daffodils, uh, allium, some of the early alliums, snowdrops, 
Uh, Glory of the Snow, which is a really cool little uh, minor ball. Winter Aconites, of course. Um, those are all great for, they're all early, great for uh, Stenson Plotten, and also great for the pollinators early in the season. So again, you 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 know we're looking for how to help we how do we help out these pollinators, and of course you benefit from it. You know you benefit from it. Let's let's face the facts, because when those things are in flower, for the pollinators you get to see them in flower and enjoy the flower. So the earlier you can do that, the earlier you get to enjoy them, but also the earlier the pollinators get to enjoy them. So keep that in mind as we're uh, as you're planning your bulb plantings. Um, to work it out that way. And, and, of course, do your homework because you can plant spring flowering bulbs that will start, you know, in late February and run right on through late May, depending on what you're planting there. So get out to your local independent garden centers. Check out the spring flowering bulbs. October is a great month for getting them planted. Um, and even into November and even into December, as long as the weather sticks with you, uh, for planting in the ground. And also remember, these can also be planted in containers, so if you live in a condo, maybe you can't plant, you know, a large area. Maybe you can plant around a patio or or deck. Or if you only have containers, you can do these in containers and create spring gardens in a container. And then when they're done flowering uh, and they start to turn yellow, the foliage, you can take them out of there and plant them in the ground. And then, uh, and if you don't have a place to plant them, give them to somebody else to plant as well. So do keep that in mind. That's another great way to help out our pollinators with early spring uh, sources of nectar, which is exactly what they need. You know, we've been talking about a big event coming up tomorrow that I have been honored over the last several years to emcee. Uh, it's in uh, Columbus, Ohio, at the uh, Oakland Nursery in Dublin, and uh, it's the giant National Giant Pumpkin Wayoff. And this is a where the huge pumpkins come in, and it's a national wayoff. So these are all recorded, and you could we could have the world record holder there tomorrow. We never know, but. Let's talk to one of the uh, one of the main uh, growers. He, of course, he's a regular on our show and has many records when it comes to giant pumpkins. Jerry Rose, good morning. Hey, Ron, how you doing today? I'm great. So uh, you know, the good. last time we talked, well, no, two times back, you were a little nervous, saying nah, things are looking pretty bad. I may have all throwaways at fifteen hundred pounds. Then the last time we talked, you said things are looking a little bit better. So, yeah, they're 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 looking a little better. We went to Hamilton there yesterday and uh, uh, had a little throwaway. It was sixteen thirty-seven. They had a two thousand pounder there. Oh, did they first? Yeah, good for them. Now we're 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 heading to Canfield right now. We left my house about an hour ago, and uh, I keep joking around. We we left my house this morning with one pumpkin, uh, two elephants, two giraffes, two zebras, two lions. Because we're in an arc after what we got last night. Did you get hammered? Yeah, 2 o'clock in the morning it started. We were getting up at 4 to pick the pumpkin. It started at 2, and between 2 and 6, we had 4 and 3 quarter inches. Holy, are you got to be kidding me. Nope, and we had to pick the pumpkins and everything in that. I didn't have my pumpkin picked, and the one we got right now is may hit 2,000 pounds, so we got a little damp there for a little bit. Wow, no kidding. And then you're going to be in Oakland tomorrow, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got one left. We're going to pick that tomorrow morning. A bunch of the guys are coming down. We get to have our little once-a-year reunion and joke around and have a good time. Good. So so folks know, so you've got these 1,600, and, and we joke about your throwaways because in today's world with giant pumpkins, it takes uh, 1,500 pounds or more to have anything that really, you know, that – is out there. I mean, that you can talk about. So you guys all laugh and call fifteen hundred pounders throwaways, sixteen hundred pounder throwaways. I'd be happy if I could grow a two hundred pounder. 
Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, when it comes to picking these things, how do you get them, like last night with oh, all the rain, out of that garden? Well, I got, yeah, we got, I got a, about a 70-horse Kubota tractor with a loader. And if you can imagine this, I made a, a sling for the pumpkins. It's got eight straps on it that drop down over the pumpkin. And then we feed a rope through uh, loops on the ends of the straps to make a cradle. And then pick the pumpkin up and then set it on a pallet. We put about a three-inch piece of nice spongy foam on there to help take some of the cushion, you know, some of the bumps out of the road a little bit because these things are rather fragile. So we tried to do our best we can. And uh, like I said, mine mine right now won't fit in the back of a normal pickup truck. So we got it on a on a trailer. It's uh, roughly pretty close to the one we got today is about six foot by six foot. Whoa. Uh, you look at it. Yep. Unbelievable. So how about tomorrow? Same way? Yeah, the one the one tomorrow's different shape. It'll probably be a little bit smaller. Uh very tall, very wide, but it actually will probably fit in the back of a pickup because it's from where it's the vine is to where the blossom was on it, it's not it's not real wide, so we're hoping to be able to to fit it up the back of a truck. I'd much rather come with just a truck than having to hook onto a trailer, too. It's a lot, a lot easier getting in and out of places, you know? Sure. So let me ask you this. You know, you always are concerned during the uh, uh, August and all when these things are really expanding. You know, if you'd have gotten a rainfall like that back in August, would you have been more concerned? Oh, yeah, that's for sure. I mean, even this one I got, it's got a spot in it that I've really been watching for the last probably five or six weeks. But, uh, yeah, usually when when they're predicting some rain, what I usually will try to do is maybe overwater a little bit the day or two ahead of time to try to get the thing uh, used to the, you know, the extra water. But they weren't predicting almost five inches of rain last night, you know. I mean, they, you know, some scattered showers, and it just, I think they call it training or something like that. It just, like, sat on us and just rained and rained and rained, you know. Wow. I, I I joke around anymore. We can't get a nice shower when we get rain. We get rain. It isn't just a just a nice soaker. It really rains. It seems like talking with giant pumpkin grower Jerry Rose uh, out of the northeastern Ohio area, and obviously they got dumped on last night with the, with the rainfall. Now, got to be honest with me. I was talking. I've been on, was on the radio yesterday in Columbus talking about the, what's coming up, and we were joking about you. And I said, I'm not joking when I'm telling you the guy sleeps with his pumpkins. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, you might have to do what you got to do. I sent you the picture of that T-shirt here a month or so ago with the, about the blankets yep. and everything. And that's, you know, that's exactly you. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it, it's fun actually. I know we've been talking. Uh, we got uh, on Friday twenty-eight hoops up out of the new the new hoop house. Twenty out of eight out of forty-eight hoops up. So that that's going to be up for next year. Good for you. So at sixteen hundred pounds, where'd you come in yesterday at ha- in Hamilton? I think I think we were seventh. Uh, they had uh, a two thousand, a nineteen hundred, I think an eighteen hundred, and uh, two or three in the seventeens. Then we were at uh, 16, uh, 16.37. Wow! And I see the record in Italy right now is at twenty seven hundred pounds. Twenty seven hundred and two. That's and un- that's. The seed that grew that was out of uh, Mr. Quinn Warner's I stuff, s- which you'll see. You'll see him tomorrow. His, his seed. That, if you can't grow the world record, probably the next best thing is to have your seed grow the world record. I, well, I, as soon as I read across and saw Warner on there, I said, "You got to be kidding me!" I yep. thought that was so right great. Now, right. Now, what that means now is when when we have our auctions this winter, where we have auctions to raise money for our uh, prize money on that. Right. His his seed value just went through the roof. His oh. seeds could go for as much as 
uh, one of the seeds out of that pumpkin, you know, that grew that that world record could go for as much as eight hundred bucks a seed. Wow, good for him. So, yep, and it, it, like I said, the, the money won't go to him. We we donate the seeds to our club. That's how we win our you know, make our prize monies up and everything. Right. So uh, this winter, that that will happen, and hopefully, you know, and. He's a, he's a good guy, and he's pretty happy. Like I said, that's probably the second best thing to grow on the world record. That's, that was, yeah, as soon as I read across and saw his name on there, I said, good good for him. That was unbelievable. And that was in Italy, yep. right? Yep, yep. Italy, girl, third world record in a row, growing 100% inside of a high tunnel. Uh, unbelievable. All right, we got to go. Good. Hey, Jerry, good luck today. Uh, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. And you got Jerry Rose 3 with you? Oh, he's with me here. He's, right. he's he's ready for the day. We're yep. gonna be we're gonna be we're gonna need the rest of rest and relaxation tomorrow because we're gonna be busy today. That's for sure. Is he still have all the girls around him? Oh yeah, they're, yeah. I think they're in a couple vehicles behind us right now. They're yeah. following us. Got his entourage. I I figured as yeah. much. <laughs> all right, we will see you tomorrow. Right. Good luck. All right, Rod. Thanks right. a lot. Have a good day. All right, you too. Jerry Rose, Giant Pumpkin Growing. By the way, um, BigPumpkins.com, great website. You can learn more about Jerry and the uh, records and the whole nine yards at BigPumpkins.com. Quick break, we come back. Jump back into the gardening phone lines at 800-823-8255 here in the garden with Ron Wilson. Landscaping made easier with your personal yard boy. He's in the garden, and he's Ron Wilson. Welcome back. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson. Again, that toll-free number, 800-823-8255. Don't forget our website. It's ronwilsononline.com. Frog Jam. And you can get that Frog Jam recipe Frog jam. on there. And if you want to learn how to grow big pumpkins, go to one of these national way-offs. These folks love to talk to you about how they love to get more more people involved with it. So they're welcome to – they open their arms and share tips with you to get you started. Uh, and then the website that they've got is bigpumpkins.com. And you can actually go on there and uh, hit one of the links. It'll show you all of the national wayoffs so far that's going that's been taking place this fall and all of the current weights that you'll see there for giant pumpkins, field pumpkins, tomatoes. They have uh, largest watermelon, longest gourd. Those are all listed for you. And so far, the biggest pumpkin, I think the record was 26 54, 2,654 pounds. It lasted for about a year and a half. I'm not sure what happened last year with COVID because we didn't we didn't have the way off here. Um, and then this year in Italy, they, they broke that record with 2,702 pounds. It's a huge pumpkin. Phyllis in Cincinnati, good morning. Good morning, Ron. Hi. Um, I put down some fertilum with iron on my lawn in, I think, about mid-September. Mm-hmm. And my question is, uh, would that be sufficient until spring, or do you recommend an additional feeding before that? Well, it's a good thing, but if you want to be even better, I do the second feeding sometime in November. Okay. So All right. So get about the second week in November, and usually by then the lawn's kind of starting to really slow down or stop at that point, and that's a, and it's the same fertilizer, same bag, uh, but I, that second feeding is actually more important than the, than the earlier feeding, but both of them highly recommended. Okay. Well, I use the liquid form, so I guess it really doesn't make any difference. But the, the liquid form, was... Well, the liquid form is a quicker release, but it doesn't last as long for you. The granular form will last a little bit longer for you. 
I got you. Okay, well, that was my question, and I appreciate your help, Ron, and you have a good afternoon. Thanks, Phyllis. You too. Good talking to you, and I'm glad she you know, brought that up because I know you get tired of me hearing it, but if you haven't fed those cool season lawns yet, uh, you still have time to get, get you know, for that first time. You still have time to do that. Second feeding, of course, would come along for you uh, sometime, like I said, about second week in November or so. Now, for folks that are listening to our show in Nebraska, where it's going to cool down a lot cooler there or sooner, they're going to do that second feeding in this month. So they actually get it, uh, you know, down the early September, come back about six to seven weeks later, latter part of October, mid to latter part of October. They get their second feeding down before November. So it depends on what zone you're in as far as that late feeding but that, or that second feeding. But for us, it typically is about the second week of November. So do keep that in mind. And again, October is the best time. If you need to spot treat a few uh, weeds out there in that lawn, uh, this is the best time to do it. You'll Some of those hard-to-kill weeds uh, really respond to your weed killers uh, in the month of October, believe it or not. And the other qu- thing is the weeds that you're spraying for, Get an idea on what they are. Make sure they're listed on the label of the weed killer because you can go out there and spray, and there are some weed killers that don't cover everything. They don't all, and some do and some don't. So make sure you're listed on that label. To Alabama, we – oh, there we get that back in there. Alabama, we go. Harold, good morning. Hey, man. You're from the – calling from the land of Roll Tide 5 and 0, number one yeah, ranked you, team in the nation. Hey, you guys are rolling. Did you, did you hear the, the uh, gentleman from Louisiana last week? I heard him. Now you got them all fired up. You know, everybody hates a winner, Ron. (laughs) Everybody hates a winner. (laughs) I don't hate Alabama. Uh, Hey. I think it's great you guys are doing well. How about those Bearcats, man? Hey, is that something? I am really impressed with them. I watched that game last night. you got a good little team up there. Yeah, Luke's doing a great job with them, no doubt. I I, I kid it. I was at a trade show this week, and one of the few that they're having this year, and some uh, a couple gentlemen were uh, had a new uh, deer repellent and a couple critter repellents, and they're also from Alabama, and they both went yeah. to Alabama. Yeah. So I brought you up in the conversation in Ohio State and all of that, so they all laughed had a good time. So. Well, that's, it's all in fun, my friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. How, how have you been? I'm good. I'm good. I just good. wish we'd cool down a little bit. It's staying too warm. We we were in the 80s here. It's, it's about 65 this morning. I'm out for a little run with the dog, but I've still been warm here, and I'm, I'm still picking tomatoes. Well, we we are too, and that's kind of unusual because we're we're still getting to 80, 84 degrees, kind of crazy, yeah. 60 at nighttime. I mean, it's it's okay. I I don't mind, but I I like the cooler weather. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm going to the I'm going to go to the UAB game today. Alabama's down in College Station, so I'm going to go. To, Support my local Blazers. They got a brand new stadium, so it's supposed to be 81 degrees there today. So it's a shorts and a t-shirt day for football. Exactly. No, <laughs> I can't wear my blue blazer and my, and my khaki pants and my starch white shirt like I did in the old days. Oh me, I love it. All right, man. I just wanted to check in. See I appreciate how it. Going. It's always. And, uh, it's always. I got. I got to ask you a question. Yes, sir. Yes, what sir. Kind of, what kind of dog do you have? I. She is a rescue dog, and she is part lab, and she's part Irish setter. Oh. So she's probably 75% lab, 25% Irish uh, setter. She's a rescue dog. My wife's very active in the Birmingham Golden Retriever Rescues. Good for you. Good for you. I'm just curious what kind of of dog you'd have. She's about nine years old, and she's she's in (laughs) – 
know, my kids are gone now, so we're empty nesters. And my wife says, you love the dog more than you do me. And I said, well, hell, she costs me less than you do. <laughs> and she's happy to see you when you come home. You know, that's what they say. You can put a dog in a trunk, drive it 100 miles, and when you and when you open the trunk, the dog won't see. If you did that to your wife, she'd be cussing you. You're exactly right. Oh, I love it. Hey, have a great one. Hi, brother Rosehide. All right, good, good talking to you. Oh, my. He's a mess. Oh, he is a, he is a mess. But in a good way. Yeah, oh, I, I love talking to Errol. He's, he's a lot of fun. And see, now he's got everybody stirred up. Louisiana's calling in, talking about the, the Tigers and taking on the Tigers. I love it. So it's good rivalry. It's all it's all in fun. But uh, it's good hearing from him down there. And it is staying warm here. And I wish it would cool back down. Uh, and it will. You know, like the, like Danny said, in about two weeks or so, we'll probably have snow on the ground, and it'll be uh, 23 degrees outside. So. That's okay. I'll take it. But some of us will still be wearing shorts around here. Yes, uh, you and I both. Yeah. Yeah. So, Frog Jam. If you want to know what Frog Jam is, go to our website at ronwilsononline.com. Great recipe. Dan gives it a a triple thumbs up, and he's only got two thumbs. That shows you how good it is. Triple thumbs up. So, keep that in mind. Talking about weeds in the uh, in the lawn, don't forget to go on weed patrol around the rest of your landscape. Do not let weeds this time of the year get a foothold of perennial weeds. Don't let annual weeds, seed head or perennial weeds, get the seed heads and drop uh, flower and drop seeds. That'd be the worst thing you could do. Get your weeds under control at, at this fall. So you start out with a cleaner start next year. You know, if you have a lot of weeds next year, it's because you didn't take care of them this fall. Winter annual weeds, if you've had problems with those, pre-emergent herbicides right now in those beds or in the turf will help to stop or slow those down. You won't see as many next year because they're germinating right now. So get your pre-emergence down to take care of those as well. And get out and plant bulbs, spring flowering bulbs. And if you're in our area, time to plant garlic as well. So grab a few of those while you're out there. And if you find some uh, onion bul- uh, onion sets or onion uh, bulbs, you can plant those too for a quick, su- quick shot of uh, green onions as well. Quick break, we come back. We'll be taking your calls at 800 823 here in the garden with Ron Wilson. Help for the do-it-yourself gardener at 1-800-823-TALK. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.